Everybody to the Lunch Break Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Glenn Wisecover. Cobber, 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 Comic Con. That's me. I'm sitting in the parking lot chilling again. And I don't know if you could tell, I haven't quite gotten over this whole chest congestion, cold, upper respiratory infection thing I got going on. But I'm not going to use that as an excuse to deprive you from my genius. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, I had this whole idea of things that I wanted to talk about today. And right off the bat, that's a lie. I've actually been in kind of a creative uh, a black hole. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I've, I've had all these. You know what I've been doing lately? I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you this episode. No more little sketches and little commercials and whatnot. This is unadulterated, unfiltered. Mwah. <coughs> oh, sorry. But here, here it is. Here, I've been doing a lot of movie watching lately. Shocker. Um, no, but I've been re-watching some classics, some of my favorites, and I've been reading up on them. And what's ignited in me is the absolute passion that I think I could write one of these movies and I really want to do it. Here's the problem. Every time I try, my confidence is is zapped by, I don't know, I don't know. I think it's just a part of my brain that goes, hey, you're not you're not as good as you think you are or you you can't do this. But here's a motivator. Uh the other night on Amazon Prime, I watched Birdemic. Yeah, and I was watching it and getting angry that it existed because it is a terrible terrible movie. Um and I I thought and I really believe that if I with no training whatsoever on how to make a film, was given the same uh, budget, cameras, equipment, everything, and was told to go make Birdemic, I would have made a better movie than this piece of shit. <coughs> give, it a, give it a look if you want to see a terrible, terrible movie. And no, you could probably do better. Uh... Yeah, I'm kind of waning on this topic. Oh, here's something. And this is, you know, I'm like I said, being totally honest, this is unfiltered uh, Beachwood age Steven here. Look, uh, I've mentioned in previous episodes, I was doing a little bit of a diet thing. And uh, since November, I've, I've now dropped over 50 pounds. What up, bitches? So here's the thing about dropping 50 pounds in like two months. Is uh, and this goes for anybody who uh, might have, in the words of uh, Buffalo Bill, been a great big fat person and uh, dropped a lot of weight all all at once, of, or very suddenly. As uh, you fe- you feel weird, you don't feel like it's really you. And lately, I haven't been feeling like it's really me in this body. And uh, you you feel very vulnerable, and I've been feeling very vulnerable. One reason being. Um, I know, uh, my ex- or one example is my neck now is much more stranglable than it used to be. I used to keep and maintain a nice cushion, uh, like a neck brace of fat around my uh, vertebrae, my upper neck. And uh, that, that has shrunk considerably. It's uh, still got some work to do, but it's shrunk considerably the fact that I can get my hand all the way around my neck now 
and give it a good squeezeroo. And I don't have giant hands, but if say uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went to grab me and choke me, then he could absolutely do it, uh, one-handed around the old throatster. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I feel a lot more vulnerable. Um, I, I'm saving a lot of time in the shower. Uh, it's less uh, surface area to cover. That's a benefit. I'm down to an A cup now. This is always a benefit when you're trying to, as a as a as a as a feller, lose weight. Hang on a second. I wrote some of these down, and these are true. You know, this is a pure, unadulterated, uncut, too hot for TV, Stephen. Right. The honest thing is, I didn't have anything planned for this episode, and I got to turn one in. I don't know. Uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, oh, there's another thing. And I'm only going to say what the thing is. And if you know it, you know it. If you don't, you, oh, well. I, I've reduced my fat pad. And I'm not talking about a, a great apartment. I'm talking about a something else. And if you know it, you know what I'm talking about. And you know that I'm killing it down there. Um Here's the thing, you know, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one of my weight loss goals was to receive cards from people uh, saying that they were concerned about me and that they were sorry to hear about my diagnosis. That's how fast I wanted to lose weight. And I, I've kind of accomplished that, uh, yet, yet I have yet to receive a gift card or a gift card. God damn it. Maybe that's what they would do. They would give me a gift card to um, a nice hearty meal place. And say, go fill her back up, Stephen. You look terrible. Uh, you know what? Here, I am going to read something I wrote. <coughs> you know, it's, it's only six minutes. I got more time to kill. <laughs> How much effort am I putting into this? <coughs> and no editing this week either, except for the little intro. I'm going to put a little liquid swords in there. Otherwise, uh, you know, the other day I was working on uh, my romance novel, A Wang for Wanda, and uh, I really started pondering existence. Uh, I was thinking about technology, and I was thinking about this idea that perhaps my consciousness could be placed onto a hard drive, and my thoughts would continue, but just as a sequence of binary code, like like uh, one of those 80s movies where the machine gets sentient, and it, uh, but it is only read and like type that comes out and it's telling Matthew Broderick that the only winning move is not to play <coughs> anyway I would be the same and except my prompt and my text would just be wiener jokes and uh and I was thinking how we were promised flying cars but we kind of already have flying cars and they're called airplanes and what was really the benefit of uh flying cars uh we uh hang on <coughs> i mean when when if you if you got a flying car and then it's overheats aren't you dead there would be think of all the traffic there is on the ground now and think of that in the sky you would hardly see the sun if we we didn't really think out this whole flying car thing very well uh, if flying cars were prolific as ground cars are you wouldn't be able to see the sun. People would be uh, shrinking the bird population at an enormous rate. And the, the insurance on a flying car would be catastrophic. 
And the dangers of being a ground-dwelling terrestrial person would be increased because all the time cars would be overheating and falling out of the sky, you know. <coughs> You'd always be at risk of being hit by a flying car. Um, you could be sitting in your living room uh, enjoying a, a slice of banana bread on a porcelain plate and watching Hardcastle and McCormick and suddenly uh, you're Donnie Darko with a piece of uh, fuselage, that being a car, uh, landing in your living room. I'd rather have my consciousness placed inside a car, like a kit from Knight Rider, and I'd be real life kit. I'd be, uh, I'd be shit. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> but I'd have to be removable because I wouldn't want to be stuck inside a car for a hundred years or just until they got the next model. That was me with uh, abs or whatever. And may, maybe I'd be removable and I'd be more like a gigapet. Shout out to all my 90s kids. You know, gigapets, and I'd be uh, cracking jokes, and I would be uh, dictating erotic novels to uh, the masses. And my, uh, this is, like, I'm thinking the year 2100. And, but I don't want to be stuffed in someone's pocket and, and just have a lint roommate. Uh, just keep my batteries charged, keep my batteries fresh, and, I, and I'd be good. But I would wonder if I would still feel fatigued if my batteries got low. You know, you're feeling when you're really tired. Uh, yeah, it's called fatigue. You just said it, you dumbass. You know what I mean? And uh, that feeling, if you would actually feel that even though it's just your consciousness in, this, in a handheld gigapet, if your batteries were at 30%, you just feel sleepy as shit. I don't know. These are some thoughts I had the other day. <coughs> so what's up in the world? I don't know. I was uh, listening to um, The Sound of Silence by, uh, what's his name, Simon and Turnbuckle the other day. <coughs> and I was just uh, thinking about how I, I don't keep in touch with most of the world. I just kind of do my thing. I write my little stories I write my little jokes. I, once a week, get on a, record myself talking and uh, put it out there for 12 people to ignore <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> <coughs> no, I'm kidding. I appreciate it. Uh, and I hope the next time I talk uh, and you hear my voice, I'll have uh, purged this virus from my essence. And, uh, Maybe it removed it into a little hard drive of some sort. I don't know what I'm talking about, dude. This was totally me, pretty much off the cuff, unadulterated, unfiltered, um, straight from the tree, straight from the vine, farm to table, Stephen. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. If you did, uh, thank you. And uh, God bless you. Back to work, bitches.